This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1789, Three Strategies for Nerves During Business English Presentations. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. If you are like 77% of the population, you get nervous before presentations. With today's tips, you can be the one that volunteers to give presentations in English at work so you can succeed in your career. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? Awesome, Aubrey. How are you doing today? Excellent. I have a question. Okay. Have you heard of glossophobia? Oh my gosh. What is that? I feel like I know most phobia words, but right? <laughs> like arachnophobia or I'm not sure what claustrophobia, I, what claustrophobia, right? Is the fear of tight spaces, yeah. arachnophobia, spiders. Arachnopho have you seen that movie, by the way? Arachnophobia? Yes. Oh, it was so horrible. I have arachnophobia. Okay. I am petrified of, of spiders, <laughs> which is, I can feel the difference because there are a lot of scorpions here in Arizona and they don't oh. bother me, but oh. the tiniest harm, harmless spider and I'm freaking out. Oh my gosh. All right. So clearly Crazy. Phobia means a fear, and mm -hmm. but glossophobia, I've never I've never heard that word before. I had never heard this either before planning out today's episode. So okay. we're both learning something new today. <laughs> I love is, learning something new. What does it right? mean? It's the fear of public speaking. Oh, okay. which fascinating. We didn't know that because everyone, a lot of people have it, right? Yeah, we talk about the fear of public speaking a lot. We just never use that word. That's exactly. Weird. We usually call it stage fright. Yes. Mm -hmm. How many people does it affect, Aubrey? Yes, I looked it up. It affects 77% of the population, which actually seemed low to me. I feel like everyone I know has stage fright, mm -hmm. gets nervous to present or give a speech. Yes. So I'm impressed that there's 30% almost of the population that doesn't. Yeah, that's interesting. I've talked to Michelle about this before, and she says she really doesn't get that. She gets energized really? when she gets on a stage. It's really interesting. 
That yeah. is interesting because I definitely have glossophobia. My hands will start shaking a little. Oh, no. I get really nervous, especially really? if I'm presenting in front of a very large crowd. Right. That's nerve wracking. Do you get more nervous? Here's a good question. Do you get more nervous if you're presenting in front of people you know, like maybe family, friends, acquaintances, loose acquaintances, or just total strangers? I think more nervous in front of people I know. Yeah. I have had to do some piano recitals in front of, and it's all friends and family and loved ones. And I think that's when I was the most nervous. That's how I would be too. That's how I am too, because it's almost like the stakes are higher. If they're strangers, then, you know, you'll never, never see, see them, them again. again. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I know. It's so interesting. So it's funny because there are a lot, there's a lot of advice about what you can do to beat glossophobia, to yeah. beat stage fright, to not be so nervous when you give a presentation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to share three of these today that might work for you guys. Yes. And then I'd love to hear, like, come back and leave a comment. I yes. would love to hear if you have come up with something different from what we share that you find works to get rid of that stage fright. Yeah. And you know what? I love that we're talking talking about this today because I know a lot of you guys are in a business leadership position and you're having to give speeches in English. But if you can master this skill, it's going to change your career and also your confidence, right? If you can just get past this and say, okay, I'm giving another speech in English and it's totally okay, that's going to change your career and your life. Oh, yeah, because it does affect your performance. It has Mm -hmm. to, right? The more nervous we are, it affects our voice. It affects our mannerism. It affects our confidence. Mm -hmm. So we really do have to find a way to control it in order to give the best possible performance. Yeah, I love it. So I think our listeners are ready for this, Aubrey. What else do we need to know? I mean, what is that typical advice we get, right? I know. I'm sure (laughs) you guys have heard this to imagine the audience is naked. If you haven't, know that this is big in the United States. This is the advice you always get. Just imagine the audience is naked. What do you think about that strategy, Lindsay? I think Lindsay? this is silly. It, I don't. Yeah. I just don't understand why that would help or work. It just it's distracting. <laughs> I know. I can see why. Maybe I can see the philosophy behind it that it's yeah. disarming the mm. audience, right? It takes the intimidation away from them. If you're right. closed, you have right. every reason to be confident <laughs> and they have a reason to maybe not be as confident and right. intimidating. Mm-hmm. So it's all that mental thing. But I agree. If I'm actually picturing that, it would be very distracting. Distracting. <laughs> I, I never have yeah. done that, but it wouldn't, it would be strange for me. And it's just <laughs> not real. It's just not real. I think that different strategies are better, right? So we're going to get mm. into some other stuff today. I mean, who did say that anyways? Is that yeah. attributed to anyone famous? Mm-hmm. Winston Churchill is attributed for it was in uh, a book by Dorothy Sarnoff called Speech Can Change Your Life. Okay. In 1970, and she said Winston Churchill overcame his early fear of audiences by imagining that each of them was sitting there naked. So I guess this was his strategy, and it worked for him, and it might work for some of you. It would not work for me. But it's kind of funny that one thing that worked for one particular person in history. That's been made into a saying, and it's given to every single person that's ever given a speech. And we assume that that's <laughs> going to work for right. everyone. It's weird. We do that, right? Where like parents yeah. do this, where they think what worked for their child is the best. And so then they'll give this advice to all right. these other parents. And it's really not that way. It's yeah. different for every child. It's different for every relationship. It's and we have true. to recognize, oh, 
our advice isn't going to work for everyone. Yeah. So maybe we can get some other pieces of advice from other other professionals in the world or people. So who can we hear from first? <laughs> yes, exactly. We have three really good ideas. The first one comes from Dareen. I had an amazing class with her Aww. this week, actually. And this came up and she had a couple of really good ideas that we're going to share. The first one, she's from Taiwan, and she said it's many people there. Instead, they imagine the audience are all vegetables. And I I love this idea. It's much more harmless. It's in the same, it's the same strategy really as taking away that intimidation they might have. But I could see myself doing this more easily than the distraction of imagining them naked. I yeah. can imagine a whole bunch of like animated vegetables out there. I'm yeah. going to try this. It's it's a lot funnier and more fun. And it's just, I kind of imagine, I'm thinking of like a big character with blow up, like a suit, like a banana suit or a, or a, a I don't know, cauliflower suit or something. Yes. Like the veggie tails <laughs> animated. There's like a yes. broccoli and a celery and a carrot. That's yes. So those I can imagine. And I could see that taking away some of my nerves, I would have a little bit of a chuckle and some of that intimidation and nervousness would go away, I think. Well, I mean, we know from science that as soon as we even smile, create the Mm. lines in our face to smile, our body relaxes, sends off hormones and laughing Mm -hmm. takes that to the next level for sure. This would do that, right? This would make me smile. And I think it would uh, do the trick. Yeah, it would. (laughs) I love that. Okay, let's get into uh, Darian's next piece of advice. Yes. So she said, again, in Taiwan, something that people do is they write the word people on their hand. And in Chinese, it's just two characters. So it's Mm -hmm. very quick to do. But Mm -hmm. I could still scribble people on my hand. And then what they do is they they take their hand and they pretend to swallow the word. And the symbolism of eating the audience like that, like it takes away their power over you. You're no longer intimidated. Like you have no power. I could eat you like this. And, and the symbolism of doing that. I loved that idea. I had never heard it before. I think it's so wise. Interesting. Yeah, we that's not something we have in our culture at all. But it does make sense, right? From a, just a human perspective. Very right. fascinating. I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm going to try that one next I time. I am too. I'm excited to try that. I'm just going to have a pen with me to write people <laughs> or audience. You could write the word audience on mm-hmm. your hand and then just imagine swallowing it. And it's all about the mindset of thinking about, you know, the the intimidation I feel from them, the power that I feel like they have. I'm swallowing that. It's now yeah. inside me. I have that huh. power. I'm the intimidating one. Oh, wow. I mean, I think different things work for different people, you know? Definitely. Um, but let's get to another one. And this is getting into t- Tony Robbins, right? Kind of a, a Western, what is he? He's a, He's uh, a motivational speaker. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. An achievement coach, a motivational speaker, very famous in the United States, huge audiences. Yes. And he has a specific um, incantation that he makes. So he has shared this with people that you can get in this zone for a presentation by having a ritual, whatever mm. works for you. For him, it's this incantation, which is a specific thing that he says, okay. where he commands his mind to get into a certain emotional state, like he's speaking to his mind to oh. prepare to get on stage in front of thousands of people that are attending his seminars. Mm-hmm. But I love he's talking about how this is going to be different for everyone. Yeah. You need to come up with an incantation like that or a mantra that you say to yourself, which gives you that power 
or it could look a little differently, but let's talk about a mantra. Yeah. What's a mantra, Lindsay? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to ask you with Tony Robbins, does he share what that is, what his mantra or incantation is, or is that just personal? There is a video, a YouTube okay. video you can look up online where he says the mantra out loud. Oh. And it's sort of like that. He's like, I command you to, wow. you know, get into this emotional state. And he's speaking mm -hmm. to his own mind. It's very interesting. interesting. It works for him. Yeah, I love that idea. We can wake our bodies up and we can kind of turn a corner and become someone else a little bit. Yes, right? exactly. And mantra is so interesting. I, I can't help but think about um, the book, The Help and the movie yeah. where she says to the little girl, she's like, you are good. You yeah. are smart. You are important. Right. Yes, that's and that's this quote. mantra. She's teaching this little girl to think it's something you would repeat to yourself that oh. makes you feel strong, powerful, confident. And by that, by the way, guys, that's a famous movie anecdote or a movie quote. I think we'll have to do another episode, an updated episode on famous movie quotes that Ooh, native yeah. speakers insert into conversations. Um, that's one of them. That's for one sure. of them. Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about that one another day. It's a fantastic moment in the movie and a fantastic quote, but a mantra. Okay. So something you say for yourself. So if we're going to find our own mantra, then Aubrey, should we just think about what our values are? Yeah. Right. You want to think about your goal. Is mm -hmm. your goal to be more confident, right? What is your struggle? Is it yeah. nerves? Is it confidence? Are you feeling intimidated? Yeah. And that mantra would have to do with that, right? Something sure. like you are not intimidated. You are strong. You are confident. You're talking to yourself here, right? Yes. And whatever that would be for you, you know, you know what you're struggling with and the, the, the incantation, the mantra you would need to hear in order to overcome that and feel strong and confident. Yeah, I think this takes a certain level of self-awareness for sure, Definitely. right? We have to be in the habit of going into our own mind, guys, and understanding what are our challenges emotionally? What are the things that, what are those incorrect truths that we think that are being said to right. us, that kind of our monkey mind keeps saying to us? And what can we say back to it? Right. Exactly. Right. It's going mm -hmm. to take some self-reflection to really be aware of what is it that makes me nervous before a presentation? What is it? And yeah. once you're aware of that, you can fight it. You can combat it. Right. Yes. But this will look different for everyone. It's just it's just having a ritual mm. to get you into that zone. For some, it might be deep breaths, yeah. but very intentional, a ritual of breaths that are sort mm -hmm. of the same every time. So it brings you into that calm, mm. confident mindset. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it would be definitely the idea of expectations of other people, right? Mm. When I get on a stage, I have this idea that people are thinking, expecting something amazing and thinking I'm probably not, I may not be good enough for that. Right? right? So we all have something being said to ourselves that we're saying. So what do I say back to it? I say, I, you know, I can do this. I do have the material. Like I can be exceptional here in this moment, right? I yes, can and a good thing to say would be exceed. everyone here wants me to succeed mm -hmm. because you sort of have mm -hmm. to convince yourself that your mind is wrong. If you're thinking they're judging me or they yeah. want me to fail, recognize, mm -hmm. no, everyone here wants me to yeah. succeed. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And what about you, Aubrey? What is the thing that your mind is always telling you when you get yeah, on stage? Yeah, it's very similar for me, right? Where you, you can't help but maybe assume that there are people there who will judge you if you make a mistake or or think less of you maybe and that is where i would need to say to myself like no everyone here wants the best for you they mm -hmm. want you to succeed and also they're not going to mind if you make a mistake so yeah. if i can convince myself of that then i would be a lot more a lot less nervous mm, interesting this is good
good stuff getting into this. I mean, for me, it's not so much that I don't think they want me to succeed. I think they do, but I don't want to let them down. That's mm. the big thing for in my head. Like I, I'm often thinking, oh, I don't want to let people down by not meeting their expectations. Yeah, right? that makes sense. Yes. And there's one more suggestion mm -hmm. um, is to think thoughts or words of gratitude. And mm -hmm. this might be what works for you. For everyone mm. listening, it will be different. Yep. But this might be a trigger for you that thinking thoughts of gratitude. I'm mm. grateful. I'm here today. I'm grateful for this opportunity. That might be yes. what chases any nerves and yeah, gives you it. that confidence. Yeah. And there are other things, guys, that you can do. I recently heard of the tactic of tracing the lines on your fingers. So this is a meditation, mm. really. It's an awareness practice, uh, kind of similar to just doing like, a, you know, adult coloring books are a big deal now. Yes. <laughs> similar calming. idea, right? Just the mindfulness of sitting and just following a line and doing nothing else, right? That could work for some of our listeners too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I love that idea. I don't know that it would work for me because my hands get shaky when I'm nervous <laughs> and I wouldn't want to draw more attention to that. Tracing the lines and they're shaking and I'm panicking. Yeah, no, not good. Okay. We need something different for you. I mean, right. it's different. For, so guys, we want to encourage you, you know, for the takeaway today, find that thing that you can go to right? To center your mind. I mean, I do think, Aubrey, this is so important because our listeners, we have to speak in public and we want to get to the point where we're excited to do it. Exactly. You don't want to be dreading this. I love that. You want to be excited knowing you will yes. do well. These strategies are really going to help you get there. Yes, I love it. So go for it, guys. Let us know which strategy you chose or if you created one of your own and, you know, work on this, right? Don't just shy away. You want to be the one who volunteers for that presentation. That's what we want for you guys in your careers. Right, Aubrey? Yes, for sure. Awesome. I can't wait to hear about it in the comments. Come see yes. us on YouTube or on the blog. Yes. And yeah, this Good. is fun, Lindsay. Good stuff, guys. Don't forget to hit follow on All Ears English Podcast. All right, Aubrey, I'll see you very soon. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.